Okay, boys, we are in chapter nine. An exciting escape. At the top of the well, all five looked at one another thankfully. Well, we've escaped," said Popoff, wiping his forehead with a big red handkerchief. "Thanks to the good old goblin dog," said Fenella, giving him a hug, at which he was very pleased. "Where exactly are we now?" asked Mary, looking round her. "Looks." Oh, look! There's a cottage over there. Let's go and ask where we are. They went up to the little cottage and knocked on the door. It opened, and oh dear, who should be there but the green wizard, Sly One's best friend? The goblin dog knew him at once and whispered to the others. Ah," said the green wizard, smiling round. "Pray come in." But nobody wanted to. They didn't trust the green wizard. He might ask them some very awkward questions, and they were sure he had recognized Fenella. "You must have a cup of tea with me," said the wizard. "I shall be very much offended if you don't. And I'm not a very nice person, then you you know. Come in, do. I'll put the kettle on." There didn't seem anything else to do. They went into the cottage in silence. The wizard took up a kettle, and then looked annoyed. No water, he said. Pardon me for a minute. I'll get some from the well. It won't take a minute to let down the bucket. He ran out of the cottage with the kettle and went over to the well. Oh my goodness! Sly One is still at the bottom," said Popoff. "He'll come up in the bucket." They all felt very uh, worried. <clears throat> They stood and looked at the wizard winding the chain of the bucket. It must have reached the bottom of the well by now. He began to draw it up again, and dear me, it seemed it was very heavy indeed. Suppose Sly One is in the bucket. What shall we do?" said Peter in dismay. Run, of course," said Mary. "But we'll never outrun the gnome," said Popoff. "I know," said. "I know," said Fenella. "The goblin dog is big and strong enough to take us all on his back and run with us, aren't you, dog?" "Certainly," said the dog, willing to do anything for the little princess. "Look, the bucket is coming to the top now." They all watched, and just as they had feared. The gnome sly one had climbed into the bucket and had come up with the water. He leapt out in a furious rage and began to talk to the wizard, who li listened in great amazement. He pointed towards the house, and the gnome grinned with delight. He told him, "We're in here," groaned Popoff. "Come on, everybody, we must run!" They rushed out the back door. One by one, they climbed on the broad back of the goblin dog, held tight to his hair, and off they went at top speed. The green wizard and sly one came running out of the back door in a fury. When they found that Fenella and the others had gone, they saw the dog rushing away with all the rest on his back. The gnome danced with rage, and then he and the wizard ran indoors. They're up to some mischief or other," said Popoff, looking back. "They'll be after us before long." On went the dog, galloping on his four feet, and everyone clung tightly. He went very fast indeed, and Mary thought that surely no one could ever catch up with them. 
The gnome and the wizard are after us, cried Popoff suddenly. They've got a cat from Giant Land, bigger than a donkey, and they're tearing along at a fearful rate. It was quite true. The giant cat covered tremendous ground fast, and Popoff began to think it would catch up with them. Faster, he cried, and the goblin dog galloped more furiously than ever. The children held had hard work to keep on his back, and if Fenella hadn't discovered two hard knobby things sticking out of the dog's back, she certainly would have fallen off. She held on where those knobs, wondering what they were, when a dreadful thing happened. The dog suddenly tumbled, gave a yelp of pain, and began to limp. "'What's the matter?' cried Popoff. "'It's a thorn in my foot,' groaned the poor goblin dog, limping along on three legs. "'Stop a minute, and I'll get it out for you,' called Popoff. The dog stopped, and Popoff slipped off his back. The dog held up his foot, and Popoff saw a big thorn there. He took a pair of tweezers from his tray and pulled out the thorn, but alas, the dog's foot was so sore that he could hardly put it to the ground. Popoff gave a despairing look back at the giant cat, who was swiftly coming, nearing the y yelling with the yelling gnome and wizard on its back. Then Fenella called to him, Popoff, what are these lumps on the dog's back? Popoff looked and gave a howl of joy. Goblin dog, you've never grown your wings. All goblin dogs can do that. Grow them now. Whilst I rub the knobs and say the magic words, then you can fly. I'd love to, said the dog, pleased. I've always wanted wings. But Sly One would never let me grow them. Popoff began to rub the knobs and chanted a string of strange magic words as he did so. To the children's enormous surprise, the knobs grew larger. Then they burst like flower buds, and out of them came, uh, unfolded great yellow wings, covered with large blue spots and circles. It was marvelous. The goblin dog flapped them proudly. Quick, get on again, he called. We shall be caught unless I get away now. They all scrambled on, horrified to see near the gnome and the wizard were. Then up in the air rose the goblin dog, flapping his enormous yellow wings, and going along at a great rate. Popoff looked down and saw the gnome and the wizard looking up at them in dismay. Their giant cat could not fly. But Sly One was not so easily beaten. He clapped his hands seven times and called out some magic words, and hey, presto, the giant cat grew four pairs of wings and rose into the, wear, in, into the air. He could fly as well as the goblin dog. Quick, goblin dog, quick, shouted Popoff. The dog panted loudly, loudly as he flew. Peter looked down desperately, and oh, to see the, the bright towers and spires of fairyland. Then suddenly he gave a shout. Look! Can you see what I see? There, in the distance. It's, it's fairyland! It's fairyland! Home! Home! shouted Fenella. Hurry, dear goblin dog! Hurry! We'll be home soon. But the goblin dog was getting tired. He had a heavy load on his back, and his wings flapped more and more slowly. At last, as he was nearing fairyland, he, he flew so slowly that that Popoff was certain the giant cat would catch them. Then a fine and unselfish idea came into his head. Goblin dog, fly down to the ground and let me, Peter, and Mary off. Then you fly on to fairyland with Fenella. You'll fly much quicker then. 
At once the dog obeyed. Fenella cried and said no, she wouldn't go without them, but Peter was firm and set her safely on the dog's back. Then up they went together, the dog and Fenella and Popoff were glad to see how much faster they flew now that the dog was had a lighter load. He pulled the others under a bush, for the giant cat was passing over. The cat circled overhead for a few minutes to find out if anything was to be seen. But the three of them kept perfectly still. It flew, soon flew off again after the dog and Fenella. "'Now we must make our way home again, as fast as we can,' said Peter. "'Please, come with us, Popoff. "'My mother would be so pleased to know you when she hears what a friend you've been.' "'Well, I'd like to see you back home safely,' said the Peter, the peddler. "'So I'll come.'" So, Chapter 10 Everything Comes Right Again Boy, that was exciting. What an adventure. I love you boys. Sleep well. Good night.